the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to our listeners in Tampa, Florida on uh, Faith Talk in Tampa, 570, 760, and 910 AM. But also welcome to my listeners here in Columbus, Ohio, on the word AM 880 and 104.5 FM. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. And we're going to go back to Cindy in Tampa, Florida. I uh, I was not a very good manager of time, and I uh, ran a little short. I wanted to give her an opportunity uh, to express herself. So, Cindy, welcome back. Pick it up right where you left off. Thank you. And I'm sorry, I was trying to hurry because I knew the break was coming, so I was rambling and I, I couldn't think of the words I was trying to say. That's all so right. Um, you know, the, um, uh, Agenda 21, the UN, uh, said there's too many humans and they're uh, on the planet and their whole goal is to reduce the population. Okay? Um, so starvation, you know, uh, uh, killing people off, abortions, etc. Um, this is the newest uh, and more aggressive. If girls can't have babies and boys can't produce sperm uh, for babies, guess what? The population doesn't get grown. So that's just another way for them to uh, eliminate human beings off the planet. You know, so well, it is it is very true. This whole transgenderism thing overlaps abortion because it it does reduce the population. And, exactly. And it's very selective as to the portions of the population that are encouraged to get an abortion and are encouraged to transition from one gender to another. It's very intentional. Exactly. It is not accidental by any means. And I just read something today where uh, doctors and scientists are warning because they're giving these blockers to younger and younger children, you know, five, six, seven years old. I mean, my gosh, when my son was four years old because his sister was older than him, he wanted to play with dolls, you know, like her and dress up because that's what his sister did. You know, and my husband at the time, ex now, thank God, um, was like, I'm not going to have no gay kid. It's like, he's a little boy. He's a child. He's playing with his big sister, you know, but you cannot. Um, well, you Cindy, can't. We, we don't allow children to make life-changing decisions. We don't ask a four-year-old, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
and then force them to stick with that decision. That would be insane. But we're talking about gender, sexuality, and so forth, and we are expecting four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds to have the maturity to make a life-changing, in many cases, permanent decision. And it is completely insane. We would not do that in any other area of life. We we know that children don't have the maturity to make those kind of decisions unless it's one of the most important decisions they would make, their gender and their sexuality. It's it's pure insanity. Even teenagers, they can't see around the corner because their, their brains aren't developed. Yeah, very but, true. Yeah, All right. But... They're making them, you know, they're 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 allowing them to do this stuff, and it's irreversible. And the 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 blockers are, they said, it's swelling the brain. It's causing yeah. so many uh, physical problems. And then the thing with um, teaching the children younger and younger for um, to sexualize them, um, then there's no more victims, and these predators, you know, they can. Do yeah. whatever they want. Well, and- it is it is clearly child abuse. Hey, Cindy, thanks. Appreciate you holding through the break. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling. God, all God right. bless you, too. All right. You. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. I'm going to move into this story. Maybe it's good. I don't have a whole lot of time between the next before the next break, because this is going to upset some of you. It is. Now, I'm not giving you the story because it will upset you, but I am giving you this story in spite of the fact that it may upset you. Uh, I came across an article today from a scientific technical publication called New Atlas. Uh, pardon me, New Atlas. It's completely secular. Uh, it probably leans a little to the left. It is not right-wing. It is not conservative. It is not Christian. But it's all tech stuff, science stuff. And I enjoy reading it. A lot of space news and technology and and automotive technology and so forth. Today, here is the big headline, number one story at newatlas.com. Huge genetic studies suggest alcohol accelerates biological aging. All right now, I don't make any secret. I am a teetotaler. And it's not that I'm proud of it, it's just I'm not ashamed of it. I don't drink anything, no alcohol whatsoever. In fact, through 50 years of ministry, after counseling hundreds of couples whose marriages have been destroyed by alcohol, after doing dozens of funerals from people who have been killed by drunk drivers, after seeing the devastating results of alcohol, I have developed a healthy but respectful hatred for booze. Now, I'm just trying to be honest with you. That is me. Now, at the same time, I know that many Christians who are probably just as spiritually mature as I am and maybe love Jesus even more than I do disagree. And I try to respect the disagreement. But I hope you will respect my feelings as well. I hate this stuff. Hate it. And I am very, very troubled by the sea change in attitude towards alcohol in the evangelical community. When I was growing up, and I'm probably older than most of you, yeah, I'm really an old dude. Uh, But when I was growing up, if you were in 
evangelical. That term really wasn't used that much back then. But if you were what today we would consider to be an evangelical, you didn't drink. That was just it. I mean, that was just, you didn't even talk about it. Oh, you're a Christian? Oh, then you don't drink. That's the way it was. Now fast forward to today. I am seeing the incredible growth of the acceptance of social drinking. Now, everybody condemns drunkenness, of course. But the acceptance of social drinking is everywhere. I, you know, I, I don't know how many thousands of people I have on my Facebook page. Christians, people who love God. And there they are with a drink. There they are. They're, they're in this bar. They're, you know. And I just, and again, I try my best not to judge their spirituality. And I certainly never say, well, they don't love Jesus as much as I do. I wouldn't say that. But I am so concerned about what's happening in the church because I know where it is going to lead. Well, Bob, I'll have you know. I have a beer every once in a while. I have a beer every night before dinner. I have a glass of wine before dinner. And I'm not a drunk and I've never heard. Okay, I get that. I understand. And I, I congratulate you on your self-control. Good for you. But I also know the potential for danger, evil, harm, hurt, destruction that there is in alcohol. And I know, you know, if you take me back 30 years ago, I would be in the majority. Today, I am probably in the minority. I get it. I understand. And that's why some of you will probably get upset with me, and I hope not. I respect your feelings. I hope you would respect mine. Now, I had no intention of giving so much foundation for this study, but I felt it was important. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, a comprehensive study from Oxford. Yeah, this again, these are not Christians. They're not conservatives. They're not a bunch of teetotalers. They're scientists. And a brand new study should make everyone think twice about alcohol, any of it, when we come back. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. All right, I've got this study in front of me. Um, take it for what it's worth. All right, I've already given you my position. I'm not trying to cram it down anybody's throat, but I am open and honest about it. And I'm not embarrassed by it by any means. Here is the headline. Huge genetic studies suggest alcohol accelerates biological uh, aging. Here's the story. Let me quote. A comprehensive new Oxford study has added to the growing body of research 
highlighting the health effects of alcohol. The large-scale genetic analysis suggests that alcohol consumption directly accelerates aging by shortening telomeres. T-E-L-O-M-E-R-E-S. I'll show my scientific ignorance. I hope that's I'm pronouncing it correctly. Again, quoting from the study, alcohol is among the most widely used recreational drugs. Now, I have said that on the air. Hey, if you drink alcohol, a little bit of wine, a little bit of beer, you are a recreational drug user. Oh, my goodness, I've had people get so mad at me, just furious at me. Well, here is a completely secular publication, not Christian, not conservative. Quote, alcohol is among the most widely used recreational drugs. So it's extremely important to examine its health impacts. Unfortunately, various studies have revealed that alcohol permanently damages DNA, directly causes cancer, contributes to cognitive decline and early-onset dementia, and can shrink the brain to the equivalent of 10 years of aging. And now, a new study has found more evidence that alcohol consumption can accelerate biological aging. Telomeres are repetitive sequences of DNA that form protective caps on the tips of chromosomes. And then it goes into some very deep science. Every time a cell divides a section of the blah, 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 blah. In a new study, researchers from Oxford Population Health examined the association between alcohol intake and telomere length using data, you ready for this, from over 245,000 people. This is not a small study or a brief study. Again, quoting, the team uh, backed up this analysis with observational studies of participants' reported weekly drinking habits. This showed similar results. People who drank more than 29 alcohol units, roughly 10 large glasses of wine per week, showed telomere shortening equivalent to between one and two years of aging, compared to people who drank less than six units of alcohol, about two glasses of wine per week. So the implication is, even the drinking of two glasses of wine a week can accelerate aging. Um... The findings support the suggestion that alcohol directly affects telomere, T-E-L-O-M-E-R-E, length, uh, said Dr. Anya Topawala, lead author of the study. Shortened telomeres have been proposed as risk factors, which may cause a number of severe age-related diseases such as Alzheimer's. Our results provide another piece of information for clinicians and patients seeking to reduce the harmful effects of alcohol. Furthermore, the dose of alcohol is important. Even reducing drinking could have benefits. 
This research has been published in the journal Molecular Psychiatry, the source, Oxford University. Um, don't shoot the messenger, folks. Um, again, this is a very large study done by Oxford University, and I would not say Oxford University are a bunch of wild-eyed Christian fundamentalists, but they are highlighting the dangers of even small amounts of alcohol. Now, we were told for many years um, a glass of, what was it, red wine? I think that's what it was. A glass of red wine every day is good for your heart. We were told that for a long time. You do know that that has now been refuted. Yeah, everybody was talking about that, but that study or whatever, that's now been refuted. So I plead with you, do your own research. But you see, Christians, now again, and forgive me for making so many references to myself, but when I was growing up, if you were a Bible-believing Christian, you did not drink. That was just assumed. That has changed dramatically. And many, many Christians are now saying, this is so cool. I could be like everybody else. I don't have to be a teetotaler anymore. It's accepted. Everybody's doing it. And I don't have to be different anymore. And that's one of the main reasons why many Christians have taken up social drinking. So they can be like everybody else. Um, I don't think that's supposed to be one of our goals. God didn't call us to be weird. But he also did not call us to be like everybody else. Uh, if you disagree with me, that's fine. You do your own research, you pray, you do what God tells you to do. I'm just trying to pass on some information so you can make an informed decision. All right, hey, my number is 877-BOB-LIVE. I want to talk about that. I'd love to discuss it. We'll be back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.